0: What's up everybody welcome back to chances i am your host chance canary hope you guys are having a fantastic week it is april 17th at the time i'm recording this so you guys will hear this on the 18th um i hope you guys are doing all right uh things are great here on the island canary island as you guys that listen know if you don't uh, it is a place where everything and anyone is welcome. No topic is off limits, but unfortunately that means that your feeling is far from safe. Um, we have one rule on the island. That is that the American dream remains supreme. Uh, you know, pretty much our content is, is massively concentrated around life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and the people who pursue that and how they've taken chances to live the best life that they can. Um, getting into the topic of today, um, I had a, a really cool opportunity. I haven't really talked a whole lot about it to a lot of people because um, honestly, I didn't know how to feel about it. I, uh, I was asked a few months ago to be a part of an event um, called The Reunion. And um, what The Reunion was, it was like a, a spiritual homecoming, um, if you will. A bunch of churches gathered and uh, it was put on by an organization called Positive Lights, Positive Lives. Uh, led by Miss Teresa Carden here in Pell City, Alabama, and uh, man, it was it was it was an incredible day filled with fellowship and friendship and sharing and loving and and giving, and um, it was a blessing to be be able to be a part of this event um, on a level of helping coordinate it, organize it, uh, you know, get fundraising. Um, <clears throat> <clears throat> we did a lot of stuff. Um, I was able to help get vendors lined up and you know we got donors for food and, and a bunch of other things. And um, what what was really the, the kicker for me though if you guys listen to this, you guys know that I'm a very big proponent of mental toughness and mental fortitude and, and grit and determination and doing whatever it takes to, to get over the adversities and hurdles of life and um you know doing the positive reinforcing habits that you need to do to um to really just give yourself a better fighting chance at living in today's world uh with all the adversities and dramas and and everything we face um miss teresa asked me to give a speech on uh, or share a little bit on um, mental toughness and mental awareness because the Positive Lights and Positive Lives organization is um, really gearing a lot of their effort this year towards health uh, mental health awareness and um, you know people that are putting themselves in the wrong places at the right times just they're not helping themselves so she asked me if I would be willing to speak and offer some words of wisdom um, on that and so guys I'm gonna I'm going to actually dedicate this entire podcast and kind of recreate what my speech was supposed to be based on mental toughness and mental health. Um, you know, somebody who's experienced these ups and downs in life, uh, you know, through, through everything. You know, I've been very blessed and fortunate to travel the country and, and travel the world. I've seen real poverty. I've seen real struggle. I've seen, you know, people whose best day of their lives would be our definition of our worst. And, um... You know, we we often take things far too much for granted, uh, especially if we live here in America. I'm not saying people don't have it hard out there. I I don't know everybody's situation individually, but what I will say is I don't know a single person that will be able to listen to this that has it harder than some of the places I've visited and seen people with real problems. You know, not knowing if or when they're going to get a next meal. Um, I'm not ignorant enough to believe that that stuff doesn't happen here in this country. I do. It's just way less of a percentage than other places in the world that are literally fighting for their lives, and that you know that brings perspective you know full circle to the American dream of people are literally dying trying to get here, and that needs to hold perspective in people's lives that America offers so much promise for the people that are willing to fight for it that people trek dangerous journeys across, you know, on our southern border, and, and um, it's not an easy stroll. Uh, they talk about it a lot. You got to go through really bad towns, and cartel-controlled areas, and, you know, the coyotes, and tra- child trafficking, and sex traffickers, and all that stuff. Like, just because you try to get here doesn't mean you're gonna get here. Um, you know, people that bear false promises, and, and all these warning signs, you know, um, that if things are 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 so good everywhere else in the world as we're told why are, why are people literally risking their lives to sneak into this country if things are so bad here so maybe that should just give a little perspective that a lot of people aren't given and you know maybe offer you guys a little bit of perspective on gratitude and to be thankful for the things that we already do have as i've told you guys so many times before whether you believe in the you know the universe or god or whatever it is i specifically believe in god um, and I've got a, a very strong faith um, in him. So you'll hear me refer to that a lot. You guys don't like it. I really don't care. Um, you know, this is my show. So um, I'm going to say God. You can say the universe. I think they're one and the same. Um, so as as we get that out of the way, we'll move forward. Um, my, the Bible verse I opened with, because uh, this was a faith-based event, um, was James one twelve blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test that person will receive the crown of life that the lord has promised to those who love him and that's that's literally the name of the game guys that's just you know identify improvise adapt and overcome and and you know a big key part of that is prayer a big key part of that is faith that you know if you live the right way and you do the right things that you know, there's gonna be light on the other side and and I'm not saying that it's always gonna be. Lord knows we've all seen those those moments where we think we did everything right and we did everything to the best of our ability and you know, all the situations where, you know, we truthfully did everything, but it still didn't work out and and nowhere does it say in life that it's gonna work out. Life's not fair. But what I will tell you is is there's there's a there's a, a final destination and we can't take it with us. Um, you know, to, to kind of give you guys a better basis of this, I'm gonna define uh, mental toughness. And in, in my i my definition of mental toughness, it's the ability uh, to perceive uh, to persist and perform under pressure, uh, battle through adversity and uncertainty while maintaining uh, confidence and control and focus on the task at the end of the line. Um, you know. Mental toughness is not something that you're born with, sir. Sure, some people are better equipped to be mentally tough. It comes easier to others, just as any other thing in life is. Um, you know, some people are better at sports. Some people are better at math. Some people are better at literature. You know, there's everybody has their gifts, but mental mental toughness, um, it's a skill, guys. It's it's something that anyone can attain. Um, and you got, but you got to develop that through through practicing mental toughness and training, and and that comes through discipline. Um, that's mental toughness. Mental health, on the other hand, um, I, I don't actually believe that that mental health uh, perfectly coincides with what society calls mental illness. And let me explain. So mental health, on the other hand, I believe is a state of being in which you know us as individuals. Uh, we know our potentials or how we cope with the normal stresses of life and and what's you know productive and what isn't and how we contribute to to the community our mental health is is our being of that right like it's 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 our state of being and that fluctuates so i don't i don't know that i would say that there's an illness there because i believe that if you do the right things that becomes not an issue. And an illness is something that you can't help. But your mental health is something you can help. Sure, there's there's caveats that you can't control, right? There's there's variables in the situation. But I don't believe necessarily in mental illness and that's my ignorance there because I don't have one. I've never you know, I've been upset. I've been sad. I've been anxious. I've been a lot of these things, but I don't know that I actually believe in the definition of depression um, as it's so widely characterized. Uh, right now, I think the statistic is there's like 48% of people above 18 are on antidepressants and 28% of people below 18 are on antidepressants and it's growing every day. And there's, and there's a magical number right there that that their numbers are really close between antidepressants and ADHD medication. So we got people on stimulants and they're depressed. It's uh it's it's a crazy correlation there and and I think a lot of it comes, you know, ADHD or ADD um any kind of attention disorder, you know, I believe is also um, widely misconstrued where people um you know, think that they need to have this excuse of a, a, an attention disorder. I personally know people that have real attention disorders. Um, but it, it's a problem that so many people are focused on, just take this pill, it'll make you better. Um, and, and, you know, pills aren't the answer. Sure, there's some things that can be fixed through, a, a, you know, chemically balancing your body. But for the most part, you know, it's, it's, they're not fixing the root issue. They're putting a band aid on something. And then it just keeps going and going and going. And your body gets more used to these drugs and toxicity levels. And it, and your body is a miracle in and of itself. And it adapts and it tries to, you know, use that and work in the best way that it can. And then the medicines don't work as well as they used to because now you need more or less or this or that because you're balanced in a different direction. So I don't believe that institutional medicine is. The answer in in most situations, personally, I believe that positive reinforcing habits in your life solves a lot of things. Getting the right amount of sunlight, getting the right amount of exercise, you know, training your brain as well as your body, um, you know, getting the right amount of sleep, proper hydration, and a decent diet, and controlling your gut health, you know, would probably solve ninety percent of the population's issues. But you know, the masses aren't going to let us do that because that bankrupts them. So. They're gonna tell you that sunlight's bad for you, and that you shouldn't exercise, and that you need, to, and that freaking Lucky Charms is healthier than steak, and um, you know that's that's a that's a side tangent there, um, but that's that's the biggest root issue that I truthfully believe on mental toughness, um, and mental illness and mental health because, you know, people that don't know don't know, and it's on us to kind of bridge that gap and try and bring the people back to or away from the dark side should I say and and try and share and help them to develop positive reinforcing habits and give them an actual fighting shot at what's going on in the world I mean people's money isn't worth as much as it was you know cost of living's going up the government's doing everything it can to put us in the hole even further on top of perpetuating really and truthfully nothing but lies on how to live your life by their standards and because people just jump when the government says jump um they don't know any better and then they get onto people like me that have done the research or have lived these experiences that try to live positive reinforcing lives of saying hey if if my dumb ass can do this anybody can um you know we're the ones that get banned and get you know chastised and tried to get pushed back into a hole um and the truth of the matter is guys that that change starts with us right the people the like-minded people who most of you are most of most of the people i know that listen to this are genuinely trying to do uh better in their lives and um and it's crazy because the technology at our hands every day right we have no we have no excuse for ignorance anymore. We've got the world at our fingertips, especially as AI and all this stuff's getting implemented. We're more connected than we've ever been, but in that in that more connected state than we've ever been with everything at our fingertips, it's super isolating because people are expecting, you know, everything so rapidly. And in a world of perpetual participation trophies when you don't get the accolades or the dopamine hits because you participated, it, it spirals out of control and people become mentally unstable because all they've ever gotten in their life is blind affirmation of you're a good boy, good job, you showed up, you didn't do anything, but you know, you're here. Um, and, and then, you know, before you know it, you got people shooting up schools and stuff because they're 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 not taken care of. They're never shown how to become more mentally prepared, mentally tough and mentally aware of the world around them and how to best equip themselves to battle through that um it, and why is this important right um mental toughness is quite literally the correlation of our resilience essentially in the de- the different domains and demands of life for instance I'm an athlete, have been my entire life, so sports is a very big correlation point for me. You know, mental toughness, you know, Kobe or LeBron don't hit that game-winning shot uh, if they aren't mentally tough. The you know, mentality is is more of the sport than physicality, honestly. You know, Tiger is not the, the golfer that he ever was. Phil Mickelson is not the golfer that he ever was. You know, uh, race car drivers, you think Lewis Hamilton doesn't have a bulletproof mentality. He's the greatest F1 driver of all time. You know, anytime you start to look at the greats, they'll all tell you they have to have a bulletproof mental state. The moment they start to get in their head and they start to think about what they're thinking about, uh, you know, it falls apart for them. You know, in the workplace, it can help employees kind of, I guess, cope would be the best word, um, you know, with the different demands and adversities that their job causes them to have, right? Or setbacks in the workplace. Maybe you put put it all in and put it all on the line and you didn't get that promotion that's 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 mentally damning like you gave your all and then that leads to this systemic situation where people are you know doing this term called quiet quitting where it transitions to them giving the bare minimum for what they're being paid or or literally just doing their job doing the minimum to get by because that's all they're paid to do because when people get discouraged because they gave their all and it wasn't reciprocated back or they didn't get the reward or, um, you know, the the um, the pay for doing so, um, you know, they, they give up because they're not mentally tough enough to keep hitting that grindstone and persevering through that adversity. And maybe sometimes that's the test, right? Maybe that's what your employer or, you know, God or the universe, whatever you want to look at, whatever – that is, is sometimes that's the test, is to see if you can put all the work in, get to the finish line, and then not get the trophy you wanted, right? Or, or whatever it was. Maybe you didn't get the recognition you wanted. Maybe you didn't get the raise or the promotion or the girl or the car or the whatever it takes you to get out of bed and put your feet on the floor and go be the best version of yourself that day. Maybe it didn't work out. How did you respond? And maybe that's the bigger kicker to to life maybe that's the kicker of purpose right is it's not it's not how many times you can get knocked down it's how many times you get back up after you get knocked down and we'll revisit that um a little bit later you know mental toughness is important in education especially nowadays the kids have so much adversity and just an overwhelming volume of of life that gets thrown at them so much so that it you know from my parents generation to mine you know i'm the internet generation i'm i i still remember no cell phones i still remember no internet i remember that annoying ass dial tone uh hope you guys got a giggle out of that um you know i remember my parents getting their first phones i remember video games i remember everything you know i'm a true 90s kid so i'm the generation that saw it all coming up. And kids today have just been born with it, right? Like think about the kids being born today are going to be born into a world of all like of artificial intelligence actually existing before them. Like growing up, I remember the movie AI uh came out and it was about this artificial intelligent kid, right? And I remember seeing that movie and it was it was the rave at the time. And I remember thinking, man, that's going to be a crazy day. You know, I lived through the iRobot stage. I lived through all the crazy apocalyptic world situations. And I believe truthfully that, um, I said situations, I meant situation movies, but they're one and the same, I guess. Um, and I truthfully believe that that's social conditioning. There, I can dive down that rabbit hole, but I'm not putting my tinfoil hat on tonight. It's, it's not the point. Um... You know, to, to stem back to education, uh, in, in, edu- in your educational setting, whether you're in, you know, elementary, middle, high school, college, whatever, uh, mental toughness helps improve your academic performance, so to speak. Um, you know, your more mentally tough students are going to have less stress and less anxiety. Um, it will also take less to motivate them and get them more engaged, um, you know. When I went to college, I was very adamant on joining Greek life and getting involved with SGA and as many organizations as I could because I wanted to be around like-minded, high vibrational, high motivated people, even if they weren't necessarily the best people to be around. Um, as society would tell you, you know, fraternities are nothing but big parties, and while they are big parties, um, some of my best friends to this day uh, I could call on a whim and. Um, you know, they're they're brothers from my fraternity. Um, so, you know, a fraternity is a brotherhood and, and it's it's a group especially for people that come from athlete backgrounds, man, like, you know, when you go from high school being on sports teams and stuff, you've got that group of guys or people that you're around constantly and then you go out into the world and you got nothing. You know, so it's it's very easy to see why people would have flocked to uh organizations, um to try and feel like they have that camaraderie and that group um, pack atmosphere where like-minded individuals can get together and thrive. And that's that's just life though, right? Like that's what life should be. Um, in relationships, mental toughness um, will enhance communication because you're able to take the things a little bit better that you might not want to hear from your spouse. Nobody wants to hear they're being a shitty spouse. Um but if you're more mentally tough, you're more open to that critical crito- uh, criticism, and you're more open to putting it out on the table because you understand that you know you can't save somebody from drowning if you don't have the decency to let people know you're swimming. So you know sometimes you got to be like, hey, I'm over here in the deep end treading water. We need to talk about this, and uh, you know it takes a very strong, mentally tough person to be able to bring that stuff out, and you know. Resolve conflict in the relationship. Um, you know, it, it helps breed empathy in the relationship and passion. Um, you know, it helps foster that that fire between you and your spouse. You know, um, I know between me and my wife, you know, it's sometimes getting her to talk to me is like getting blood out of a rock. And, you know, but, and it, I think it takes just as much toughness out of me as it does out of her to get her to talk. And, um, You know, in health, like physical being and health, um, it couldn't be any more evident that mental toughness and mental health and your physical health and well-being, you know, are are super tied together. You know, um, your joints, your body actually swells more or less based on your emotions and your mental state. Um, Your cortisol levels will influence your fat retention. Um, how well you're sleeping or not sleeping, stress and anxiety—you know—it'll increase your heart rate and blood pressure. Uh, you can literally think your way into a heart attack, which is terrifying. Um, or, you know, me myself—a uh, couple years ago, a lot of people don't know this—I had a—I had what's called a panic-induced simulated heart attack, and I had a situation go on in my life where I—I uh, I went through some trials myself, and—and and, uh, the demons won for a long time. And, and I didn't talk to people like I needed to. I, I was in a very mentally weak place. Um, and, and I thought at the time I was at my strongest. And, and it just goes to show you that, you know, sometimes, you know, the strongest things in life, you know, while they're the strongest, they might also be brittle. And, um, you know, I broke down. I thought I was dying. I thought I had a heart attack. And, uh, and I, you know, my body responded as such. Um, come to find out, it was it was all in my head, and you know. The next day, I reached out to my buddy Jeremiah Campbell, and me and him were talking. And he runs Destined to Be podcast. I recommend you guys. Uh, he runs that with his wife Mallory. Um, I, I recommend you guys highly go consume their content. Uh, him and Mallory are some of the most positive forces in my life. Of uh, you know, me and Jeremiah stay in pretty good contact uh, quite a bit and check on each other and. And, um, you know, he's just a really good positive force for the world. And he's been a very big inspiration to me in my life. Um, and, and he was the one that kind of walked me through a lot of things because he had been there. And I think that's another important thing is, you know, I reached out to somebody that I knew had been through what I was going through. And I knew that he was in a place where I wanted to be. He had done the work. He had the results it was a no-brainer for me, somebody of good popu- uh, popularity, um, you know, he had a very good uh, demeanor about handling me, too, like, he's he's treated me like a brother from day one, you know, he hasn't always told me what I wanted to hear, but he gave me the information that I really needed to hear, and that, that I think that that's more important in the world, um, is being truthful to people, but jeremiah had to go through his own weaknesses to become one of the most mentally tough people that i've ever met uh in my life um you know um to circle back you know now that you guys kind of know what mental toughness is and why it's important um and how it affects our health and well-being uh, i think it's the biggest key contributor to success in our lives um you know it, it it plays the biggest role in how we face adversity, how we face challenges day to day. And sadly, there's there's so many things and they're, they're so much harder now to face because everything's so quick and in, we live in such a fast-paced society and everything's so inclusive and just rapid. You know, we're dealing with social stigmas and racism and discrimination, not to mention, you know, traumas that we're completely unaware of, you know, I got mental illness written down, but I'll say lack of mental toughness. But well, you know, for the people who are very keen on this or that are battling what they consider an illness, we'll say illness. Um, you know, sometimes it's a straight up lack of resources. Maybe you don't have the time or money or the people around you um, to be that person you need. Um, and that I'll circle back to that point here shortly, uh, because it's my biggest motto in life: is to be the person you wish you had. Um, you know, all of these things are super important and how we react to them because we live in this massive participation, uh, participation trophy based environment, uh, an ecosystem, right? Like our day to day life has just been shifted to participation trophies, um, you know, it's and it's not okay people got to understand risk and reward and actions and consequences because uh, you know that's that's why the metaphor of sports is so crucial to life um and like you know being a business owner and running businesses and being in life and stuff i can always tell you exactly like the moment i meet somebody i can tell you if they've ever played sports or not or if they it, it, or even if they i i no, i'll stick with played sports because just because you attempted doesn't mean you played But you can see the people who signed up, you can see the people who participated, you can see the people who played, and you can really transition that into the workplace because an uncoachable player becomes an unemployable adult. And a lot of times this goes back to as a child, you know, we're coddled, we get these participation trophies, so kids aren't learning how to overcome adversity and build mental toughness from a very young age as they go. Everything's so bubble wrapped in, in, in inclusive yet isolated, right? Like everything comes through a phone. that's the adversity these kids are learning to overcome. And, you know, maybe they've got the one up on us, but right now we've got the one up on them. Um, you know, and, and there's, there's some super big misconceptions about mental toughness, um, especially in men, you know, uh, Actually, I'm going to re-gear that, mental weaknesses, because we've all been there. We've all been in those holes in our lives where we really needed somebody, but as men specifically, we're afraid to reach out because we've lived in this society that's perpetuated this idea that men don't matter. Our opinions don't matter, our thoughts don't matter, our feelings don't matter, and asking for help or advice is a sign of weakness and and truthfully guys the people i spent a lot of money and time mm, excuse me i spent a lot of money and time to try and get access to people in higher circles and and raise my life thermostat is Ed my let says you know if my life's at 75 degrees i try to get in the room with people of 100 degrees and you know, or their lives are at 100 degrees. Likewise, if I bring somebody into my life that's 50 degrees, you know, they're going to bring my my temperature down. So I, it's my job to try and bring them up to my temperature. And, and what I want, you know, the people who talk and ask for help and ask for solutions and advice to qualified people, not these gurus selling you bullshit on the internet for $99.95 and 10 equal payments to, you know, get access to their event they're going to sell you some more stuff at not give you the secrets they promised. Um, you know, go to the people. You've got in, you've got inclusivity at your fingertips. you got social media. You know, you'd be surprised at how many of these blue, well, real blue check people um, will respond to your DMs. Um, and sometimes they won't respond directly, but yet sometimes you'll reach out, you'll drop them a note, and then on their podcasts or story or something like that, they'll... They'll answer what you're saying. They might not tag you in it or tell you it's you that they're talking to, but you know, they'll they'll uh, they'll typically answer your question, which is why a lot of us when we're talking about these issues we face in our lives and we've got specific things we listen to, maybe you're a, a Gary Vee pe- fan or a Tom Bile or, you know, Bedris Cooley and, Ugh, Jocko, Joe Rogan, any of these, you know, Andy Frisella, Ed Milet, any of these guys, right? Any of the gurus at the top of the food chain, Tony Robbins, Dean Graciosos, all these guys. Whenever you go to their events, or whenever you you put yourself in proximity to the information you're looking for, you're always gonna see or hear what you think you need to hear. Um, I don't know how many times I've been in in a church in my life. And everyone feels like the message they get was speaking straight to them or at them, right? And 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 it's crazy how sometimes when you put put out there what you want, how that information is given back. And you have to be willing to lay that down, um, you know, reinforce that with faith. You know, it, it, in the Bible it tells us lay our burdens at Jesus' feet; he he will carry us. And and we have to do that sometimes. I don't I don't necessarily believe the idea of If I lay it out, it's all provided straight up. I believe in the idea that, you know, be very careful of what you pray for. Be very exact. Be very, very definitive on what you're asking for. Because if you pray for strength, you're not just going to become strong. You're going to be given an opportunity to build strength. If you pray for wealth, you're not going to be given money. You're going to be given access to the opportunity to build. Whatever it is you're asking for, right? And so be very, very careful on what you ask for in life and how you think you might need to get there and that's not just a man thing to do that's a anybody thing to do it's okay to say hey i'm drowning over here help me it's okay to go to a, a meeting um it's okay to go to a a place of worship or or a public forum of sorts to people you know i have a friend that she goes to aa meetings Um, She travels a lot. She moves around a lot. She's a self-proclaimed gypsy. Um, And when she goes to new cities, um, she goes to AA meetings because those are the most down-to-earth people who are just genuinely there trying to share and work through their issues and become better people. She doesn't need to be there. She doesn't have a drinking problem or a drug problem or any of that, but she goes to meet good people that are willing to talk through and about things and meet good, genuine, down-to-earth people trying to Better themselves and better their lives. And that's probably the smartest thing I've ever heard. So, if you guys are familiar with Emily Hayden, she's got her own podcast. She's got, you know, just check her out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, uh, at Emily Hayden. Um, and that's who uh, said that story. Uh, she's a first form elite athlete. Um, you know, so that I've met her at Summer Smash a couple of times. Um, you know, she, she's a wonderful human being. She's got, like I said, she's got her own podcast. She puts out incredible content. Uh, it's called the Evolve with Emily podcast. Um, and as far as I know, it's available everywhere. Um, but that's just one little trick that I know of somebody else that did to, to find a solution, to find halfway decent people, you know, from place to place to place. So even if you're not battling that kind of weakness go to the places where the people are and if nothing else it's going to give you perspective on some of the demons you're not facing so to reel that back in right um you got to be willing to talk about things uh it's not a weakness to ask for help it's not you know you don't have to worry about putting that wall up right we we it doesn't mean ignore your emotions and and hide in a corner and, and, you know, hide yourself from the world. I mean, seek help. Don't put up that wall, right? Don't don't be afraid to develop confidence in yourself by facing the hard. You know, I, I, there's a very popular saying that if you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. Yeah. And that couldn't be more true because if you're not facing your demons or your fears or your trials, tribulations, whatever you want to call it, right? Broad spectrum problem um you're not going to move past that and sometimes you can't do that by yourself sometimes you have to ask for help you know seek professionals um you know find the people that have the life you want or the answers to the problems you're having because they've been there they've done that and and by you facing these issues now you're going to be the person that's been there and done that and you're going to be able to take your experience and extrapolate that back to life and help people who were where you or who are where you were and, and, you know, that kind of wraps back into my concept of, you know, sure, there's the golden rule of life of treat people how you want to be treated. But as I've mentioned so many times to extend past that and to not only treat them how you want to be treated, but treat people like the person you wish you had. Be the person you wish you had in whatever moment, whether it was a person... You know to reassure you of something whether it was a shoulder to cry on maybe it was somebody to borrow five bucks from whatever whatever it is that you wish you had in that moment and everyone knows what i'm talking about try to be that person for somebody else and by the only way to do that to be able to do that is to face our fears face our you know discomforts and overcome them and be able to be the person that we wish we had um because now we're mentally tough enough to do that not only for ourselves but for somebody else um you know we got to learn to set realistic goals get positive feedback loops realistic feedback loops from qualified people um you know i can't i cannot hammer that home enough um you know becoming more mentally tough is it's simple but it is not easy it's the hardest thing to do to face a fear um, you know, to identify, improvise, adapt, and overcome. Um, but you have to. I mean, otherwise we just stay in that puddle of despair and you lose the battle. You can only fight that battle for so long. Um, you know, you, you need to learn how to reframe negative thoughts. Uh, build support channels. Some of my biggest supporters are people that I've never met or I only know through the Internet. Um But I talk to them regularly because we're like minded people dealing with like similar issues, I guess would be a better um, choice of words. And we're learning how to fight through those together. We're learning how to, you know, whether it's business or relationships or spirituality or, you know, whatever, I've got channels to to ask these questions to um, and get good feedback loops from qualified people uh, or who I deem qualified to give me that advice in my life um and that's why that's important you know so you you can grow and you can come past that but most of all guys the the biggest point of this is you have to be consistent you have to be patient with yourself you know i think too many people lose faith too fast because they overestimate what they can do in a short term and they underestimate what they can do with consistency over the long term and you know you got to become self compassionate in that sense like i don't mean in like the self love oh i had a long day i deserve it. you know don't self justify why you should be able to crutch on xyz but what i mean is is be compassionate to yourself and understanding that it's it took you a long time to become who you are and it's going to take a long time to train yourself out of those habits so you have to have grace um, I think is the best way to extrapolate that concept and and just have grace with yourself. Grace, have grace with you. Have grace with the people that you're, you know, maybe you've worked your way through those holes and you're trying to help somebody else. Have grace with them. They might do it faster than you. And and in that sense, you did your job. You know, you walked on fire so they could run on a nicely paved path and you know, that's that's ultimately why I do this podcast because while I've I've lived such an extraordinary blessed life, it has brought me stuff that I, I I wouldn't wish on a lot of people. And if I can help somebody, if I can if I can shine a little bit of light on, hey, this fire's hot, don't touch it, and I can positively reinforce somebody else's life and, and this affects one person in a positive manner. Um it's all worth it. You know, um, this stuff takes a lot of time to, to produce and, and, you know, I write out my notes and sometimes I just sit down and wing this, but this one, I actually, you know, because this is a lot of point note points, this was supposed to be a 15 minute speech and we're moving into a 40 minute podcast. So you can see why I had to really kind of cliff note this thing, um, Sunday at the event because there's, I don't know that you can put a timeline on trying to help people through mental toughness, but I feel like if I take enough time and I break it down to bite-sized pieces, you guys can, you know, maybe listen to this for, you know, an hour, uh, if I go that long and, you know, maybe this hour will kind of give you perspective on you're not alone. I don't care how lonely you feel, you are not alone there's somebody out there that's dealt with what you're dealing with and they've overcome it everything you thought would have killed you to this day every person every thought every crippling anxiety every insecurity everything you've ever dealt with that you thought was going to be the end of you if you're listening to this you made it right none of that other stuff killed you you didn't do all that work you didn't sacrifice things in your life you didn't try as hard as you've tried in the things that you've tried in to get this far, to only get this far, so understand that by pursuing mental toughness and and ultimately personal excellence is is the key word here, um, and becoming the best version of yourself is is the only way to truthfully become free and and help others free themselves because you know it starts with us guys. We have to be the ones who live our lives to a standard that's motivating to other people to want to live like us. Right, that's why in the Bible it tells us to live like Jesus. You know, not saying that that man, you know, they say he's the only one that ever went without sin. That does not mean that he did not stand. That does not mean that he didn't fight for what he believed in. The man paid the ultimate sacrifice just so we could live. You know, and wouldn't have to pay those sacrifices. So by embracing these challenges, we can develop, you know, essentially a bulletproof mentality that's reinforced by setting realistic goals making conscious decisions consistently to reach those goals which builds confidence which builds fortitude which builds a stronger mental toughness allows us to hit bigger maybe less realistic goals and then once we achieve those i mean just consistency and repetition you build a confidence to be able to just steamroll over everything like a train going downhill on the tracks you know but in order to do that like i said we got to face our issues figure out where we can improve our performance And, and, you know, confidently cope better with the stress and adversity to maintain a positive outlook on things, you know. And and that will help us pursue what I think is a more meaningful life. And I could be completely off the rails here. But I feel like if I believe this, there's 10 people that believe this, and those 10 people know 10 people. Um, And, you know, before you know it, one little ripple becomes a tidal wave. And, you know, through spreading peace, love, and positivity, along with you know some tough love and some mental toughness, you know we might have an opportunity to change this place and um, but you have to commit to it. You have to you have to be willing to cultivate mental toughness and mental health in ourselves and, and be a beacon for that in our communities. Otherwise, it doesn't happen because people will think they're alone. People will think that no one else is, knows what they're dealing with because nobody talks about the bad, right? Through this, you know, the self-isolating, perpetual, braggadocious social media society, everyone shows the highlight reel. And, but the people that don't have highlights to show don't realize that their what they call their lowlights is their experience. And what their experience means is that they're qualified to talk about that and what they are qualified to talk about might help someone else that needs to talk about it um, you know just because you're tough enough to take it on the chin doesn't mean somebody else is so to let somebody know you know what they're dealing with in life can go a tremendous long way and and you know and letting people know they're not alone and that They don't have to do it on their own and we can push through as a community together and i think that's what we have to be less critical and have more grace in dealing with each other and our differences and and try to push together towards the common goal differences is a beautiful thing i'm not saying don't stand up for what you believe in i'm just saying that we have to there has to be a common ground where we understand what the goal needs to be and where it is and maybe not crucify everybody in the meantime and and you know i think everybody truthfully just wants to be left alone and left to their own um but the mentally weak people on both sides tend to pigeonhole and chastise the other mentally weak um and it's at that point it's going to be a survival of the fittest and that's not okay you know um i said i was going to circle back to this uh You know, about the whole, it's not how many times you get knocked down, it's about how many times you get up. Uh, Nelson Mandela said it the best, I believe, uh, that the greatest glory in living our lives is not in never falling, but in how many times you rise after we fall. You know, so, as I try and wrap this up, I want to leave you guys with this. Everyone says that they would die for the people they love. But can you be selfish enough to live for them? If you would be selfless enough to die for them, can you be selfish enough to live for them? What I mean by that is to commit to being the very best version of yourself. You know, whether it's a mother, a father, a husband, a wife, a son, or a daughter, or just a friend, a spouse, you know, Whatever role you may play, make sure you're the MVP of that role. Make sure that you live your life so full that you amplify the life of everyone else around you. You bring their thermostat up. Be the gas man for the fire in their lives because you've been there. You've done that. You've, you're not afraid to share how and why about, hey, that fire is hot. Don't touch that. Or hey, maybe try this. This is what worked for me. It might not work for you, but this is a good place to start. If we live like that and we're able to impact and amplify everybody around us just through the proximity of being around us, it makes people's lives better. And I believe that if we can do that, if we can influence people enough by being the change we wish to see in the world, maybe, just maybe, we can start to see the change we need to see in the world. But it starts with us. And I want to challenge anybody that listens to this to not only live by the golden rule of treat others how you want to be treated, but to expand on that, be the person that you wish you had. And personally, I believe... Once you do that and you mix that with finding God and having him become a part of your life to live to the highest potential of your being, I believe that if you allow him to work through you, you can truthfully become the person that you were meant to be, that you were born to be. And I believe that's what it's all about, taking some chances Finding the ways to overcome uh, whatever it is you're trying to overcome in your life, your trials or tribulations, your demons, whatever it is, and we can only do that if we live by the rule of the island, guys. American dream remains supreme. Take some chances. Follow me on social media at Chance Canary Everywhere. If you got anything out of this, like, share, comment, let me know. We'll catch you on the next.